D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast with your hosts, Karen and Dan. All right, welcome to the lab. I am Dan. And I'm Garen, and this is a show based around the one thing that we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each and every week, we bring a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content and scoring it against a predefined table of criteria. It's then up to us to use our charisma modifiers to convince one another that the baby we've created is better. Now our babies have gone head-to-head uh, -head for weeks now, and we are dead even two wins apiece as we move into episode five now level five characters drawing from player's handbook bolo's guide and sword coast adventurer's guide dan i didn't know we were keeping count oh come on this is a competition this is an ongoing battle between brothers all right well i mean if you really want to keep score it, it's it's not going to benefit it's not going to benefit you but no 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 don't be confident because your ability to not keep score tells me that you don't want to know the results of today so yeah we are doing level five characters today why don't you go ahead and let us know who you have today? Oh, yeah, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for this. Are you ready? Because this is going to be a fantastic victory for me. I want, you to, I want you to imagine a peaceful tribe up in the mountains of Goliaths, which are huge uh, humanoids. And their village is attacked one day by a band of Yeti. What kind of music do they play? A band? Yeah. It is, it is hard rock because okay. they're in the mountains. Yeah. And these yetis start ravaging the village and there is a tower with a bell, a warning bell, in the village. And the yetis smash the tower down. The bell falls and cracks as it hits the ground. Now, the man that built that bell, the one who's known for his artistry as it pertains to bells. Benjamin Franklin and the Liberty Bell. Heck, heck, Grand Bell. He picks up that bell, that smashed bell, finishes destroying it, lifts the other half of it up as a shield, and stands by his brethren to battle off those yetis. Hakak Granbell then goes on to be a bit of a folk hero amongst his people, and protecting his clan's chieftain for many, many years, and also invigorating the men with his playing of the bell. You are not bored. This is an exciting story. Folk hero. Keep going. He's not a folk hero. He's a clan crafter. Oh. Because he is the one who made the bell in the first place. He is also a valor bard, and he is lawful good, and he is coming to the table today with a fantastic set of skills. Don't try and peek at my character sheet, because this valor bard is about to... Now, now, we all have classes that we would prefer not to play, classes that we don't like as much, and I'm not busting you up here, Dan. But you told me you don't like bards. No, yeah, I prefer not to play. And so I built a bard today specifically to try and impress you as to how cool bards can really be. I'm not playing to win. Winning's going to be a sweeter addition because I'm definitely going to win. But I well, just want you to now, know you, how can, cool can Heck, say, Heck is. Can you say his last name one more time? I have not said his last name yet, but it's Meto Iguala. Hekek, Grand Bell, Meto Iguala. Grand Bell. That's what I was waiting for. Well, Grand Bell. He has a nickname. As many Goliaths do, if you read your book on Goliath that I sent you in the mail. Uh, well, that's that sounds great, but seemingly no match. Take me to your world. For Maglora Hrutu. Ooh. Yes, this is a level 5 paladin, paladin, lawful good, bugbear. A lawful good bugbear. Lawful good bugbear. Bugbears are monsters. Yeah, we always, they always get a bad rap. Pick Always your, get a bad. Pick rep. up your palette and your brush, because you're gonna have to paint one heck of a picture to convince me on this one. So out in there, out in the, where do bugbears live? I don't know the forest. So out in the bugbear forest, Maglora and her husband just doing their thing, 
you know, doing their bugbear life. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, sorcerer comes through, ravages their little town, kills her husband. Oh. She was she was out hunting, getting food, kills so, her husband. So it's like a lioness thing, where the husband sleeps all day and she goes and gets that's the food. That's correct. Yeah, that's how bu- that's how bugbears. Hey, did you read the bugbear? book that i sent you in the mail no I was... oh my god okay well no need to bust me up for it so now i just want to mention so he this sorcerer is well known his name is adam lambert and, and you, had he, to, you had to read his name he's so well known adam lambert and he left his call adam lambert adam lambert adam lambert left his calling card at the scene of the crime and now she has taken the oath of vengeance was it black fingerless gloves <laughs> taking the oath of vengeance and she is actively seeking him out in order to get revenge. So, Oath of Vengeance. Oath of Vengeance, Paladin. Level 5, Bugbear. Ready to bang it out. All right. All right, so we've got our Bard versus our Paladin for this week. Before we step into the criteria, I'm going to recap a couple of things. First of all, you can receive a score from minus 2 all the way up to positive 2. You can also choose to roll a persuasion check if the other person will not back down on your argument. If you roll a 20, it's great. If you roll a 1, it's bad. And then the other scores we have predetermined based on what you're trying to achieve. Dan, I will allow you and your strange female bugbear paladin to take the lead. Melee combat, head bashing. What are you arguing she deserves? Plus 2. She has a 17 overall strength with a plus 3 modifier. You got it up to a 17? Oh, yeah. That is high. Yeah. That is That's probably the highest yet. Bearing a battle axe, plus six on the attack roll, um, deals out 1d8 plus three damage. As a paladin, I have a surprise attack, which deals out an extra 2d6 when the enemy that I'm attacking is surprised. I can. How t- do you surprise someone as such a large creature? Uh, I actually have plus two modifier in stealth. Don't even, don't even bring that up. That's not gonna. <laughs> that's not gonna help. Oh, a plus two. Absolutely. Hey. It would have, yeah, that's proficiency. That's with proficiency. But anyway, also have, um, I took the Savage Attacker feat, which allows me to re-roll any attack roll, and then I can compare those two rolls and choose which roll I'd like to use. So obviously you can choose the, the better roll. So that's the feat that I took. Mm-hmm. And then as a bonus action, I can take the Vow of en- Enmity and get advantage uh, on attacks against a creature within 10 feet. Um, it lasts for one minute or until the creature reaches zero health points. And then I also have the long-limbed trait, which gives me an extra five-inch reach advantage on attacks. Anything else? That's quite a bit. Remind me of the amount of damage you're doing with an attack. Uh, 1d8 plus three damage with my battle axe. You see, now that's a, that you have a lot of versatility to your combat. But when it comes to straight melee damage... I'm not seeing that plus two because you're not really gouging guys out here. Do you have two attacks? Oh, and I failed to mention that I also have two attacks. So I can do 1d8 plus three damage twice. You failed to mention that. How convenient until I asked you. All right. All right. That was it. That was the deal breaker. And you you, you pass that. You get your plus two to start. Let's take it over here. Now, a Valor Bard is more of a combat-oriented bard. And I'll be honest... Uh, Hakak is not really bringing the pain too much, but he is wielding a morning star. And Ooh. a morning, he swings that baby around with his plus five. He has got a D8 plus two on the damage. And I'm also going to throw in there that he has true strike as a cantrip. If I take my turn to signal somebody out, my next time on them, I've got advantage to hit them. And he's also got shield master, where if I make a melee attack, I can try to shove as a result, which gives me a little bit more... This, the the category is called head bashing. 
Yeah, I could shove him off not, the cliff. Not gently shove I could, I could shove aside. him. I could have my halfling friend duck down behind him. I shove him over my halfling friend's back. He falls. He bumps this his head on the ground. This is very he circumstantial. He bashes his head Very, the very circumstantial. And that sounds like an episode of the Three Stages. Did I forget to mention that the Goliath has a halfling friend? Rides him like a pony. That's not part of your character. No, at all. I just made that up. But in the in the pretense of my story, it's perfect. I think I deserve a plus one. No, absolutely not. No, no. Uh, I'll give you a zero. A zero? Absolutely. <sighs> no, there is there is That's not really enough what there. I, I was going to get yeah. here, so I'll <laughs> yeah. take the zero. <laughs> You're, all right. Everything that you mentioned was circumstantial. Moving on. What do you have for ranged? Well, let's just keep moving on. Let's keep moving on because uh, Hakak is a more of a sword and board type character. He has. You want me to skip the ranged category? I think we should skip it altogether. I think it's irrelevant. I've I've been thinking so, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I don't feel like ranged combat is important. <laughs> Do you have a ranged weapon? Not at all. Okay, minus two then. I'm arguing a zero. I am uh, equipped with a javelin. I get plus six attack bonus on a javelin. Deals out 1d6 plus three piercing damage. And I do have a 30 foot range on that. I can do it twice if I, if I need to. But that's it. That is it. I think it's minus one. With nothing else to bring to the table, nothing else at range. I think that's fair. All right. <laughs> All right. Good. You, that was a, zero was a stretch. We but, both see the writing on the wall. Yeah. I think that's what's important here. <laughs> but it's our stubbornness that's going to push us through. Let's do it. All right, so take it right over to burninating. Do you so, have any damage? Sure. I'm, I'm going to argue a plus two. All paladin spells, obviously, are at my disposal. Whoa. I have a charisma. Paladins are more of a protection healer type. Have you heard of branding smite, magic weapon, searing smites, thunderous smite? So you could put your initials on somebody? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> these, these spells are all decently powerful magical spells that can be used in combat, and I have a charisma modifier um, for these spells of a DC 13. I think it's worthy of a plus two. Alright, you're making a good argument but here's my counter to that. How many spell slots do you have? How often can you use these spells before you're tapped out? Yeah, so I've got four first level spells and two second level spells. Okay, so you have six spell slots. Correct. At level five and you mentioned, you mentioned three different spells, so potentially you could use those six times. Uh, I mentioned four. Okay, with six of those how many of those are second level spells? Two. All right. All right. You're saying plus two? Yes. Because you have to be in melee for all of those, don't you? I do. I think that's a plus one then. You're trying to, you're just I, I'm, I'm, I'm grasping just, at I, straws. I, you're making a good argument. I just don't want to allow it. I think this is a <laughs> plus one. Of course not. I'm going to push not. the roll. I'm going to push the roll. Okay. You going to roll for this? Wanting a plus one? Yes. Uh, DC yeah. 17 with your charisma check. Okay. I got a plus two modifier on this. You got plus two to charisma. Uh. Yep. Plus two modifier to this. Ah, I got it. Roll a 16. That's 18 right. total, friendo. All right. You get your plus two. So, Burninating, what do you got? I've got Thunder Wave and Shatter. Alexander Graham Bell himself. Yes, because you know what I'm doing here? Bards, they're a musical. He, you know, Not necessarily musical. They could be jokes or storytelling or something. He is musical. He plays the bell. It's also his shield. Very flavor-oriented. So, this X Factor is through the such roof. Such a badass playing the bell. Oh, he Give plays me that it, cowbell, baby. He Let's plays go. it with the, with the morning star. So he's like, oh, dong, dong, actually, dong. That's cool. That's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> so Thunder Wave and Shatter are both thunder damage. So that's I'm theming it there. Shatter's 3d8. Thunder Wave is 2d8. He makes the thunder from his bell? Yes. Oh, my God. This I'm, is ar- awesome. I'm only arguing a plus one because he only has two... Damaging spells. That's a zero. You're going to have to roll for that. That's a plus one. No, you have two spells. You were arguing but me to have a plus... 3d8. Yeah, I get it. And two. And two. 
You have two spells. It's a plus one. Come on. How many spell slots do you have? How many spell slots do I have? I have... I have nine. Fair. And what level are these spells? Thunder Wave is a first level and Shatter is a second level. I could cast Shatter three times. I can cast Thunder Wave four and times. And because you can raise the level in which you do Thunder Wave, I would imagine you can do better damage. Yeah. You get a plus one. Plus. All right. That's, that is what I argue. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to be outraged. <laughs> you get a plus one. All right. Let me take it here on control. Now, I've also got some other spells. Now, with my with my playing of my bell shield, uh, I can cast Blindness Deafness, which he would always do deafness because he plays the bell so loud. He deafens his opponents. He also has Bane, which uh, affects the opponent's ability to roll. It, re it removes from the rolls. And he has Enthrall. Now, this is a very interesting ability where if they fail the Wisdom save, they have disadvantage on all perception checks to observe anyone but him. He becomes the center of attention. Oh. He's like the hot chick in the room. I think this is an easy plus one. Ugh. That's it? That's that's it. Plus one? Plus one. No. Deafness, Bane, and Enthrall. No. Zero. Zero? Sure. That's three things you're throwing out there and you're wanting to get plus one? You know what? I feel so good about the rest of my game here. I have to argue this one. I think I deserve this plus one. Uh, you're going to have to roll for that. I have a two for charisma. I need a 15 to get a plus one. Let's do it. I he got the, the 15. Roll the 15. What is it with these rolls with you in these episodes? We have not failed very much. No, no. Okay, well, good. Okay, Congrats. so tell me about your control. I'm arguing a plus two. I have... Whoa. Okay, well, I have a spell, aid. I can pick three characters uh, that are friendly to me. Increase their health points by five, both their maximum and their current, for up to eight hours. Okay? I have Bane. Creatures have to make a charisma saving throw, and on a fail, they must make a d4 roll and then subtract that from their attack or their save roll. That's exactly what I said, except I didn't use any of the specifics. Okay. Detect evil and good. Uh-huh. Hold person. Detect magic. No, no, no. I think detect evil and good and detect magic those are those are more down the line those are more smooth operator no problem we'll we'll take those out of the equation all right hold person uh-huh okay compelled duel uh they must uh, an enemy must make a wisdom saving throw and on a fail they get disadvantage on attacks against other creatures besides you okay for, for an entire round so uh, that's a plus one okay let me just go over this again i, I heard it aid bane uh-huh compelled duel hold person four things argon plus two great battlefield control Ah. Uh. You know, it's the whole person that's that's kind of putting it over the edge because yeah. that's something that you can completely paralyze. Sure. And that is control. I'd argued that in the past where with command. And so, yes, you get the plus two. Um, the scorecard is really dismaying to me right now. You're oh, coming in so hot. I, I hope you're front loaded on this. Because you know what? I'm all about the back end. Is this your cloud? I got a big trunk. No. This is your cloud? No, no. This guy is stacked. And you're going to see that. Go talk to me about tank, because you're going to think this paladin is going to win against this bard in tank. He's well, not. Okay. Meat shield, what do you got? I'm arguing a plus two. I have an AC of... Of course you are. An AC of 17. Uh -huh. Constitution score of 14. I have 60 total HP. I chose defense fighting style, which gave me a plus one to AC while wearing any type of armor. I'm also carrying a shield. I have lay of hands, which um, gives me an extra 25 health points pool. So I can use that on myself, and then I can... I have divine health, which gives me immunity to, to diseases. Here's, here's where I'm going to... Before you even finish your argument here, your first three things, AC of 17, con of 14, HP of 60, 
My bard has all of those exactly. So you are arguing a plus two as well? Of course I'm arguing a plus okay, two. Okay, well, does he have Lay of Hands, which allows him to give 25 health points to himself if needed? No, but I have Stone's Endurance, which between short rests, I could take a D12 plus my con, which is two, and subtract it from incoming damage. How do you like that short rest in battle? I also have the Shield Master feat, which gives me a... I can add my Shield AC to my deck save if I need to make a deck save. I can also use my reaction on a deck save to take no damage instead of half damage. I actually really... I also have Blade Ward, which I could cast on myself, which gives me resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. If you get a plus two, I get a plus two. I These agree. are two tanky bros. I agree, and I really like that feat. Bash bros. Shieldmaster is fantastic. That's a great feat. Yes, plus two. All right. Oh, you're trying to be. You're trying to make friends again. I'm not trying to make friends. All right. He would uh, never be your friend. You're a bugbear. You're a monster. What do you he have? He would crush you with his bell. What do you have for ally assist? What do you have for ally assist? I have healing ward, glyph of warding, bardic inspiration, song of rest, and heroism. Now, heroism allows me to grant temporary HP equal to my spellcasting modifier, which is plus two for charisma at the start of the turn for the character, if it was for your monster, which it never would be, every turn at her start, she would get plus two temporary HP. I could cast it at a higher level to select other characters, so I could do that more than once. The Glyph of Warding, which is a, a real slow play kind of friend thing. I can establish a glyph in a place if we're resting for the evening, and if something comes to that place. Now these glyphs are very, very difficult to detect. You need a really strong investigation check to even notice that they're there, and if you fail, 5d8 damage with a deck save. I like that. And you can also add a spell of third level or lower to it. So after it triggers, it then triggers another spell. So you said 5d8 damage uh -huh. plus the spell damage? 5d8 damage for the Glyph of Warding. Yes. Plus I can attach another spell like Shatter. So the Glyph of Warding goes off, does the 5d8 damage, then Shatter goes off, does 3-8 damage. It cost me two spell slots to pull that off. But still, that's... But that's protecting my friends. Absolutely. That's like building a, a fortress out of magic. You're arguing... A plus two, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's a plus two. That's a plus two. I'm also arguing a plus two. Like I mentioned in the past, I have Aid, I have Find Steed. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh, <laughs> super cool. I'm sorry. Like, for a minute there, I said, yeah. But then I was like, Find Steed? Cure Wounds, Lay of Hands, Heroism, which allows a... I just ran through Heroism. You got Heroism too? I've got Heroism, and uh, I've got a plus four to my medicine checks. Are you going to plus two? Plus four to your medicine checks. Yep. Yeah, you really pull out all the stops on these. Hey, you got to come prepared, bro. Oh. These are bash bros. These, these bash bros, but these are not friends. They will not be friends. <laughs> this is a monster you will accept, and a large man. You will accept the plus two. This is uh, just... Yeah, you can heal too. The lay of hands. That's a lot of health to heal. The plus two. You are stacked. You are stacked this week. All right, but you know what? I'm still going out strong. And you're, fall you're falling off now. How's your ability I, I balance? You How's your ability balance? Perfectly balanced. You want me to go first? Yeah. Perfectly balanced. First of all, strength 14. Dex 12. Con 14, Intelligence 11, Wisdom 12, Charisma 14. Also, with Jack of All Trades, I can add half of my proficiency bonus rounding down to every single skill that I'm not already in proficient in. So I have at least a one on every single skill. Okay. Plus I have, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to pull out all my stops here yet, but I am proficient in six different skills. I am, uh, I'm pretty stacked. This is a plus two. All right, now here, look, look, let me talk about the, the importance of here. This is the Valor Bard with a Strength of 14 and a Charisma of 14. Now, those are probably arguably the two most important sure. stats to him right now. Sure. And a Charisma of 14, I will accept, is a little bit low because that's my spellcasting modifier. 
but I think the overall balance is fantastic, and You're, I think this is a plus two. Six different proficiencies. You want to look at that right now? You want to just uh, kind of take that in? I mean, that is that's a plus pretty. a plus eight on athletics checks. Oh, wow. you spoiled the surprise. Okay, well, uh, yeah, plus two. I can't argue that. I'm arguing a negative. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm arguing a. Uh, I was hoping you were gonna say negative two. No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm actually arguing a plus one. I have a strength of seventeen, dex of nine, constitution of fourteen, intelligence of eight, wisdom of twelve. Charisma of 14. Charisma and strength are obviously the most important, followed by constitution. Um, so with a strength of 17, charisma of 14, and a constitution of 14, that's really what I think is the bread and butter here, mm -hmm. um, as charisma is the spellcasting modifier. That low dex is going to slow you down, though, man. That's that's going to pull However, you back However, my ranged two. weapon, my ranged weapon is a javelin, and I'm using a strength modifier for that. Oh. So really, the dex, although bugbears do get a plus one to their dex modifier, this is not a very dexterous... But your spellcasting modifier is wisdom? No, it's charisma. Right. Right. This is not a very dexterous mama bugbear. Uh, so, I'm arguing a plus one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'll give you the plus one on that. Oh, my gosh. All right. What do you have for smooth operator? This cannot be a smooth character. No, and actually, I'm arguing a negative one. I have a... I'm arguing a negative two before I even hear it. <laughs> I have a plus three to strength, so I can break down a door if necessary. I have a plus five to any of my persuasion checks. Um, and then, of course, I have the plus two charisma modifier. However, that is where it starts and ends for smoothness. I do have a plus two to my stealth, as I mentioned before, um, and a plus five to persuasion, but that that's it. Yeah, you really don't have anything specifically that's going to help you get out of there, except for that persuasion check, a plus five. Yeah, so that that I'm negative one. I think it's pretty easy. I, I think it's a negative two. No, I think it's negative, negative two. I don't. Nothing guaranteed no, to help you out listen, of the situation. Listen, buddy. All right, no. Here, look. Let's just do an example for flavor. Roll with your plus five persuasion and see if you can persuade me. What's your What's your save? I have a very high wisdom. Haven't you met me? I'm so wise. You rolled a three, so that's an eight. So I'm just proving my point. You want to do it again? Do it again. Do it again. No, no, no. Do it again. I'm just proving that this is a negative two. Smooth operator. You can't, uh, you can't rely on your persuasion checks. I, I argued three different things. I'm arguing a negative one. I'm calling only validity on one, and I'm saying it's not even worth it. It is absolutely worth it. I'm arguing a negative one. I'm not backing down off that. that uh, minus two, I will reiterate, is when you have nothing to bring to the table, which we saw with your ranged attack. Ranged is irrelevant. Hmm. Going down... Uh, Whoever uses ranged anymore. Minus one, write it down. Ugh. Not backing down. You use your roll, friend. All right. Uh, I, I deserve a plus two at least. <laughs> because you're down by a significant amount. Go ahead. I have proficiency in persuasion with a five. I have proficiency in performance with a five. I have enthrall, which makes me the center of attention, which is very, very distracting. And I have insight, proficiency in insight, which is a four. So I have Get a rid lot of the of insights. Roles. Get rid of the insights. No, that is smooth operator. That is me saying, oh, is Dan nervous that I'm about to make a comeback here? Let me do a roll with my insight of four. I rolled a 15. That's a 19. Oh, he's terrified. That's a plus two. <laughs> Take the plus two. Yeah, I will. All right. So Coming, come back train. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm going to go to spitting fire here. As I mentioned, I have hold person, um, which I think can be super intimidating. I have a plus two to my charisma modifiers. I mentioned before, I have a plus six to athletics checks. Uh, and that would be the extent of what I have to bring to the table. And you are arguing a minus one, a minus one. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I think you have more to offer there than you did in the other one, and you're arguing the same thing. Did you see? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think you shortchanged yourself here. A zero. 
A zero? Zero. I, I can I can reliably give you a zero. Also, bugbear is very intimidating, and you have the strength, which I don't think you really emphasized uh, your ability to ravage things. Sure. She's very ravagey. Well, not very dexterous, so she's just oh, more of a yeah. yeah, more of just a real pain. A thug. In, real pain. Real in thug. The yeah. All right. Well, here's here's where I'm coming, because as we mentioned before, that plus eight on athletics, that is intimidating. Also a plus eight it, on intimidation, it, it, on that which is even more intimidating. Sure. Plus eight to both of those. Yeah. Because of my expert ability what that else I get you, as a bard. Yeah, what else are you bringing? I'm also bringing the blindness, deafness, which could be uh, get me out of a situation with not no subtlety. Sure. And here I go again, done this before, Thunder Wave. Yeah, and I totally invalidated Thunder Wave. I promise Wave. not to take Thunder Wave for a really long time, but Thunder Wave with a Sonic-themed character just was perfect. This is a plus two. Boy, this is tough. Yeah, you have to get the plus two. I gotta get the plus two. All right, let's talk X Factor. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're talking giant bugbear. Uh-huh. Seeking vengeance. Yeah. Super strong. Yeah. Pretty pretty intimidating. Tanky, helps their friends. Always looking out for, you know, the clan. And she, uh, she... Might be a doctor. Who knows? Plus, what? Plus because four, of the, because plus the four medicine. Plus she four medicine. Might be a doctor. Yeah. On the field of battle with lay of hands, cure wounds, and a plus four medicine, you can call her Doctor. <laughs> you can you can call her Doctor Maglora Hurutu. Thank you very much. Doctor Hurutu is in the hut. <laughs> that's, that's that's your X factor. <laughs> Here's my X factor. Dan, do you think my character is cool? <laughs> I would play that bard in a, yes! in a one shot. In a one shot. You would play it though. In a I shot. sold you on a bard. Yeah. That's my whole argument. Okay. Because that's what I told at the beginning of the episode. I said I would set out. And when I started talking about that bell, you were like, oh, oh the that's thund- cool. The thunder damage with the morning star and a bell. That's really cool. The so. visualization. Very cool. All right. So, drum roll. Drum roll. Dan, you're going to need Dr. Harutu because you're about to have a cardiac arrest. Heck, heck beats Dr. Harutu 10 to 9. 10 to 9 are huge scores. <laughs> you better cut this out. This is bullshit. <laughs> this character wins easy. This character wins. That's bullshit. This character wins. I was arguing my point. You knew where you stood on this. This character won. 10 to 9. This is a this is almost a draw. This should be a draw. That's bullshit. Oh. This character won. Oh, you're 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 really salty about this. This character was wow. Okay. That's a tough loss. You got to come back next time stronger. That's a tough loss. Look, I'm going to say this. These, these characters are not friends. Reiterate that one more time. No, no. Enemies, especially after this. No, no. But you know what, Dan? We set out to make this show, to argue with each other over who's better at making characters. But I think what we're finding, not only are we creating a bond even deeper than brotherhood, <laughs> we are finding we are consistently impressing each other with how fun these characters can be. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I- going forward, if that's all we accomplish in every episode is... Imp- is impressing each other with a fun character, I'm going to be very happy. Agreed. The points mean nothing, even though now I'm winning again. <laughs> yeah, you're the one keeping score and the points mean nothing. Get out of here with that. <laughs> you can keep score next time. All right. So for episode six, um, we're going to be drawing from the same content. Uh, we'll also be using the Elemental Evil Player's Companion Guide, but a little special twist. Um, because next week, uh, the Tomb of Annihilation campaign is being released... We are going to theme our episode towards uh, characters that we would create in order to enter this campaign. Absolutely. As if we were ready to play, which we are not because we don't have a DM. If yep. you're out there and you want to DM us, come play at our house. We'll, we'll give you the info. 
Like for real. We'll send you all of our information. <laughs> Social security number and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening to episode five. We'll be back for episode six. I'm Garen. I'm Dan. Have a great week. This has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.